stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, well, full disclosure here, folks. First of all, I, I do not belong to a union. Uh, there are those uh, that I would refer to as colleagues or coworkers who do uh, on the TV side. Now, because of, you know, companies changing and coming together, uh, those differences do exist here. Uh, but, but just to put that on the table. Now, last year, in May of last year, uh, the Alberta government brought in uh, all kinds of new changes to uh, Alberta's labor laws. Now, some of that had to do with uh, employment standards. Some of that had to do with uh, taking leave. The reason why, you know, you would, you would take a leave. These kinds of things. And maybe some of that needed updated. But there were some really controversial provisions regarding union certification. Now, I, I think fundamentally, if enough people in a workplace believe that they want to be unionized, that that's how the process should be. That if enough people vote for a union, then okay, fair enough. And if people decide they don't want a union, same thing. That should be their choice. So there was some concern about whether there would still be a, a secret ballot. Because it's not something you can get everybody together in a room and say, raise your hands. I mean, that, that can be really awkward. So if you're going to have this vote, there should still be a secret ballot. And there was some concern that the NDP were taking that away. Now, the government said at the time, no, 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 no. Look, if... It's under 65%. There would still be a vote. If more than 65% of employees want a union, then, well, there you go. That, that's a big enough number. Then there, there should be no problem. Any less than that, sure, of course, we're still going to have a, a secret ballot. But what does it mean to want a union or to be supportive of a union? And you might be surprised. There was a ruling that came down recently the Alberta Labor Relations Board in the matter of the Labor Relation Code between the International Association of Heat and Frost Insulators and Allied Workers, Local 110, and Arcane Industries, uh, and the couple uh, who run this small business, Joe Visser and Rose Visser. We're talking about a couple of employees here. We're talking about a situation where nobody wanted a union. The employer didn't want a union. The people who worked for the business did not want a union, but they got one anyway. Because supporting a union means something different in law than it might mean to you and I. So I wanted to, to get some more detail on this. Uh, joining us on the line to, to explain this in more detail, uh, Dwayne Chilman joins us. He's a senior counsel with Newman Thompson. He's been following this very closely. Dwayne, uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Uh, first of all, before we get into the details on, on this ruling, I mean... This, this seemed to be uh, something we expected to happen, right? We, we shouldn't be surprised that this, this has happened under these changes. Uh, I agree. Uh, lawyers warned the government that this could be a possible outcome. Uh, our firm warned the government that this was an outcome. Uh, uh, various advocacy groups like Keep Alberta Working warned that this could happen. In fact, in the case of Keep Alberta Working, they were very much maligned about making this uh, suggestion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, they were right. The government knew this was a policy choice. They've made a decision to increase union density, and this is one of the tools, one of the levers that a government has at its disposal to increase union density. Because supporting a union 
Like I said in, in the introduction, it's one thing if people express support for a union, vote in a secret ballot to, to support a union. But in the context of the Labor Relations Code, if you hold an active membership in a union, even if it's one you're not aware of, you're still considered to be in support of the union. Is that, is that accurate? You are, and that's true even if you are indifferent to the union or, as in the case of Arcane Industries, the employees were opposed to the union, you are deemed to support the union. And that can have all sorts of mischiefs. I work at Grocery ABC Grocery Store, in which my membership is mandatory. I may not like unions, I may not support the union, I may not support this union, I may like other unions. And I only work about 20 hours a week, and to round out my schedule, I work another 20 at another store. I'm deemed to be a union supporter at that other store. So if you're in a job where there's a union, you leave that job, you go to another workplace where there is not a union, that union can then essentially follow you and, and try to get certified in that new workplace. Yep, your membership is an indication of support. It's deemed to be support. So in the case of this small business, and we're talking about, what, two or three employees here? Yeah, what we're talking about is an owner, his fiance, and we're talking about his fiance's father, who had been retired for several years and came out of retirement to help them start this fledgling business. It was a family business. Right. So nobody was asking for a union. Nobody was uh, trying to, to get to a union certified. Nobody who worked in the business was, was pushing for this. No, in fact, they testified to the contrary. They said they did not want the union, and they did not want it to be a part of this family business. So this was not just indifference. This was active opposition. And they tried to, to cancel their union memberships, from what I understand. They did, and, and in that regard, they did so after the certification application. They had no knowledge that the certification application was coming. Right. They hadn't been consulted at all. The certification application was filed, I believe, on April 4th. The board officer's report, a process where you know, it's investigated, came out later. And after that, they wrote the board indicating that they did not support the union, uh, that they didn't want their cards to be counted. But in accordance with established jurisprudence, that didn't matter. That was because they look at the time of the certification. The difference was prior to 2017, prior to the NDP amendments, they would still get a vote. It was democratic. They'd still get a say. Under this new system, they didn't get a vote. They don't get a say. They were deemed to be supporters of the union, whether they were, in fact, or not. It was, it's the, if I may say that, common sense indication that a union should be a process through voluntarism, that, that I want that, that was removed. In the, with those changes. And people warned uh, the government about that and uh, were accused of uh, overreacting. Right. And, and 
and the NDP defended at the time, you know, that, that oh, it has to be over 65% as though, you know, we're setting the bar high. This is a big threshold that represents a lot of people. But in this case, we're talking about two. We're talking about people who didn't know that they still held these union memberships, but because they're deemed to be supporting the union and because it's, well, 100%, I guess, of, of the employees, it's, it's automatic, isn't it? Yeah, although in this case, they did know that they held their union memberships. What they didn't know was that it would be used as evidence of support for a different company. Right. So, I mean, if this is going to be what happens going forward, this is what critics warned about, we're now seeing it in practice. Is is there anything that we could do to to change this, to, to ensure that if people genuinely want a union, that there's a process in place, but to prevent this kind of thing from happening? Yeah, the most obvious thing is to change the legislation. Uh, and you can do that in a number of ways. The government would have a number of tools to do that. One would be to go back and always have a vote, as we had in place from 1988 to 2017. Another option would be to go what we had in place before 1988. We had automatic certification before 1988, but the board had uh, a broader view and a broader amount of discretion that they could take into account uh, employee choice, democracy. And they exercised it uh, liberally at that time. So either of those would be options. Um, And those are the most obvious options. Yeah. Because given the way it's worded now, does the Labor Relations Board, in hearing cases like this, do they really have any degree of discretion to look at the facts of the case, to listen to what these people are are saying to them and and concluding that certification doesn't make sense here? That's not clear. Um, The board specifically dodged that question. What they said was they said, uh, we're not going to decide whether we have discretion. Uh, We're not going to exercise it in this case because they said it's pretty clear from the scheme of the act that the overriding consideration is the level of support at the time the certification application was filed. And at that time, the cards are their member, their standing in their good standing in the union is deemed to be definitive proof of support. Well, uh, quite a decision. But as you say, I think people who were paying close attention knew that this was coming eventually. Uh, Dwayne, I really appreciate the explainer here. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Rob. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Uh, That is Dwayne Shulman. He's a uh, senior counsel, labor lawyer uh, with Newman Thompson. Uh, And as he said, uh, this is something they were warning about. Uh, Many others were warning about that this was going to be, in practice, what we could expect under these changes. More, by the way, at NewmanThompson.com. Right, because... The way the NDP set it up as support, simply being a member of a union is considered support. So therefore, because these two employees were still members of this union, that was considered to be supportive of certification, and it was automatic. The fact that they testified openly that they did not want the union, they did not want to belong to this union, it didn't matter. It was automatic. And that's not how it should work. And now, unfortunately, I think this small business is going to end up paying the price. Uh, and the people who took a chance to help these two launch this business, as, as Dwayne explained, they're all going to pay a collective price. Nobody's benefiting here. 
And so this makes it look really sneaky that, that the government puts something in place that's going to advance the cause of unions, but not necessarily workers. And then that just smacks of political payoff, right? The union supported us. We got to throw them a bone. That's not how it should be. If these employees who work for this small business really did want a union, that would be a whole different conversation. That's not the case here. So, yeah, clearly this, this needs to be addressed because that's not how it should work. That just doesn't seem fair. If unions want to be all about fairness, then they should be conceding the point here as well. That we're not wanted in this workplace. We shouldn't be in this workplace. Nobody is served other than, well, us, the union, by us being there. Not- Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.